Alan Waco. It's the Nolan Car Night Show starring Nolan. Why do you enjoy Nolan as guest this week? Anthony McCarty to the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Nolan. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Nolan Cart Night Show podcast. And as I was saying in previous weeks, as I always say, you know, with this, I always wanted to reach out and get uh, get some people. And obviously, you know, you're going to start out somewhere. And, you know, I'm really proud of people I've had. But this one is a, is a big highlight for myself. I... I, I don't sit closely to, to the television to watch the news often, but when I do, it's usually when this person is on, as is the rest of my family. So it's a big treat and honor to have this person on. He is the meteorologist for NBC10, my favorite station. He is the one and only Anthony McCarry. Anthony, thank you for joining us this week. Wow. Thank you for the introduction, Nolan. That was incredible. I really appreciate it. Thanks of for having course. me. Of course. Well, I I, I had to. And, and, being, and being honest, and I think it, it, it's can be seen it there's a warm and positive vibe that comes from yourself that uh, you, i think you try to present on the news and on television so i, I had to get that because it's all about positive vibes and you know man warm welcome so i had to have you. so i'm just so thankful to that you wanted to take the time out because i know you're a busy person who's probably been up since the uh, crack of dawn oh yes we get up early for the morning shift no doubt about it <laughs> God bless you for that. I was just in, speaking of early morning, I was just in Boston over the weekend for a club tennis tournament and we have to, I had to be up by five o'clock and that's not a th- favorite thing of mine to do. So if you can do that on a daily basis, God bless you. Here and there, you know, it's just uh try to get to bed early. That's all you can say. Right. I, I can't do that. But as, as I like to do with all my, all my guests that I have on here, I like to catch up. So for Anthony McCarr, how has life been during these wild times that we find ourselves in? You know, it's um, overall, it's been good. I've uh, made some progress here at work, slowly stepping my way up in ways I didn't necessarily think was going to happen, really. But um, it's been fun. You know, family always here to support me. I'm from Rhode Island, obviously. So I get to live in close proximity. I'm from Johnston. So um, I can't complain too much. Just happy to be here very much. So. Now you were you were at the uh, at the station NBC Ten before the pandemic. Now, right, it's uh, the, the people who do the actually report the news and sports and stuff like that. They you know they went they, their job was affected because they couldn't be in person. They had to do a lot of Zoom interviews and stuff like that and manage and stuff. For you though, was there any change in how you're presenting the weather? or Was it just you know the same before to now? I think. Pandemic? Yeah, it's funny you say that because weather, you know, doesn't stop no matter what happens, you know, in the world yeah. around us. So really, um, we didn't see as big of a change as other departments. I didn't, uh, we didn't really have opportunity. I didn't have an opportunity really to work from home unless I was sick, which occasionally did happen. But um, a couple of our meteorologists did work from home. So we had to set up all that type of a thing at the start of the pandemic. But overall, we still did all of our shows, still did all of our forecasting and none of that really changed. Well, it's, it's, it's just, it's been interesting time is i'm sure it's definitely been nerve-wracking because from your perspective because a lot of people have been losing their jobs or cut back and for someone like yourself to you know move on forward and not i don't want to say not really been affected because i'm sure you know it's, it's affected yourself um one way or another but it's definitely an interesting time i want to quick i want to jump right to it um you for you and obviously you said you're from johnston and you, yeah. You, now you're working at a station close to Johnston. What's it like for you after you know growing up watching the news for your home state to then reporting you know the weather for your home state? Oh sure, it's it's an amazing feeling because I grew up watching people like RJ and Mark 
even uh, John Bjorsi, Gary Lay for a little while but when I was younger. Um, and it's just an awesome opportunity to just be in their company. It's something I never thought really was all that possible. I had to you know, work a few years in other stations to kind of get my way here, but it's um, <laughs> my family probably loves it the most, to be totally honest with you, because there's only so many jobs just in television in general yeah. per station, per market, as we call them. So like this is the Providence, New Bedford market. We cover all of Rhode Island and Bristol County, Massachusetts. So there's, uh, it's just a small community and I'm only like, you know, 10 minutes from the station. So yeah. who would have thought? <laughs> That's not that's not bad. You don't have you don't have to worry about waking up super early then if you live close by to the station. Now I'm I'm curious. Um, no. talking about the job market. Um, obviously, yeah, jobs are you know hard to come by. Sometimes, obviously, now you know some people are. It's hard to get people to get jobs. But for someone like yourself as a weatherman, what's that like in terms of job prospects out there? It's, it's kind of curious. You know, job, as far as uh, like, we all use websites like just for TV people. So all of us have an opportunity to network. We send emails in to news directors to try to get jobs. It's, it's difficult. I probably applied in my first job to like some 40 something stations. Wow. And I got like three responses, two interviews. And one of them, I got my first job. It wasn't here, obviously. I worked in Maine first, Northern Maine. I don't even know if you've heard of Presque Isle, but that was my first TV market. I loved it. But uh, yeah, so the, the job market is, um, there's probably, there's been a lot of turnover recently from what I've heard in the industry. So there are jobs out there, but they get filled very quickly. Yeah. And highly. Now, you know, you, you, you hear a lot, and I've asked this question to other, in other episodes, um, where you have people and they say, oh yeah, who are in this field or a field like this, we're like, oh yeah. I've wanted to do this since I was six years old. And, you know, I've always known I wanted to do this. Yeah. For you, um, I would think it would be somewhat similar to that. What was the fascination with weather and stuff like that that wanted you to do this? Oh, I love that question. Uh, Yes. So when I was growing up, aside from watching local news, I used to love watching the Weather Channel uh, because, you know, they had coverage even when local news was not on. So it was really like the there were some uh, big snow years when I was younger, like 2003, 2004. I loved snow. I'm a big snowmobiler. So things like that were always exciting. So, and the real thing too, is like the 2005 hurricane season, um, you know, the weather channel covered that a lot. That was, yeah. When you're young, you don't realize you know, the power of mother nature is fascinating. Yeah. They don't like when storms cause devastation, but obviously young kid, you're talking like hurricane Katrina or Rita that year. I think it was Wilma too. Um, so they made their way to the Greek alphabet. So that year, just watching it all the time, uh, just really got me fascinated. And, you know, my parents will say it too. I always used to say from like elementary school that I wanted to be a weatherman. It's in like my yearbook and nothing changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to school for it. Well, there you go. You got it. You, you want someone that is like that, where they're, they're passionate about it and really want to do it because it's, it's not as fun when you're not like that. Um, that you, you talked about, um, going to school um what was it about that school linden state college um that yeah. you wanted to go there and was the program that you graduate in you know known for that yes so linden state it's um you know a lot going on you mentioned jobs and whatever linden state is actually now called northern vermont university at linden so they even changed the name since wow. i left but they're um definitely well known the degree i have is atmospheric sciences Actually, uh, even within this television market over at Channel 12, which I know you watch 10, so thank you. But like Tony Petraka, TJ Del Santo, they're all 
Lyndon Staters and so on. We all went to the same program. Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel. I got to meet him and learn with him. So the reason I went there really is because I grew up uh, going up to Vermont a lot to, you know, mountains, foliage, snow, and so on. So uh, they, they had a great tuition rate when I went there, a good discount because the state of Rhode Island does not have any yeah. meteorology program at all. So they give you a discount just to attend that school. And I got my degree in atmospheric sciences. And I like small colleges. It, the, my college probably had like 14, 1500 students when I was there. Wow. That's like as big as some high schools around here. So yeah. Zane's that- to think about. I, I think I, I graduated from South Kingston High School in 2018, and I think I had about 1,000 to 1,200 kids there. That's, that's, that's hard to believe, but hey, if that's, if that's your thing, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. Now, I'm, I'm also curious, yeah. how, how do you, when you're going to school for meteorology, how do you, how, how's that, how do you go about in terms of that? Is there a certain, what, 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 what goes on with that? Yeah, so um, weather and meteorology, really, it's a lot more science and, well, obviously science, but it's a lot more math than you might think. So when I was in high school, there wasn't, you know, you take your regular courses, there's not a whole lot of prep work you can do for like atmospheric sciences or meteorology necessarily in high school, obviously have an interest in weather and math. I can't say I loved math all that much, but I was decent enough at it. it. It definitely helps explain certain things. So then I went you start off in the degree program and I had to take like right up to calculus three and all this stuff that if I looked at some of those programs, uh, problems right now, there's no way I could do some of those, but they helped you understand the application of all the science courses I was taking. Plus at Linden, there was um, degree tracks. So you could, not everybody who's a meteorologist, you know, goes into television. Most of them don't. You could, you know, be, go for your master's or doctorate and become a teacher someday or a researcher. Or you could go into the uh, private company or the government for the National Weather Service. So I picked the uh, private industry and broadcasting tracks. And so along the way, I took courses that helped some, you know, helped me as best as possible prepare to my first TV shop. And I think it was really helpful with that. I think I, I think I, uh, I I'm trying to think of the word, but I, I I side with you in terms of the math bar. I'm not a not a huge math man. Never never was and i i don't even want to go near math i, I haven't touched math at all yeah. at, at uri it's it's not my thing but i don't god, blame you god bless for sticking um sticking uh through that um i'm sure uh, at, i would think at most colleges if not all of them there's you know news uh, a news uh outlet or whatever you would call mm-hmm. it um what were there any options were, were there any options for that where you went and if so like how did you how did the, how does that help you in terms of you know pushing you forward into the career path yeah so at linden actually we had like something called there was their uh the newspaper run by the you know clubs in the school or whatever so a lot of the journalist students um you know, we worked together quite a bit those who were going to journalism those who were going to television meteorology so a lot of the journalists would do the newspaper, but we also had something called News 7. And that was, that's huge, honestly. I, I didn't even mention that earlier. That was a big selling point of Linden because a lot, a lot of colleges didn't have something like that. It was literally a live television station run by college students exclusively uh, that aired one show a night. So, you know, that <laughs> you have to go through the nerves as a, yeah. as a student um, of doing that. Now, how many people were actually watching? It, it could have been anybody in the uh, St. John Valley, basically up there. It definitely could have 
seen it and up in the Northeast kingdom of Vermont that could have been tuning in and listening to us. So <laughs> that was super helpful. So I took part in new seven. I did newscasts at least once a week and uh, that's, that's what helped me a lot. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a channel 10, but you know, with a lot of young college kids. <laughs> and, I'm sure, and, I'm, and I'm sure that helps as you mentioned the nurse, I'm sure that definitely helps, although it's not as big or, you know, I don't want to say major because I right. don't want to down them, but it definitely, I'm sure, helps acclimate you to the field as well as help you realize, you know, what you're walking into is not something blind. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I went to my first real job at a television station in Maine, like they were stunned that I knew about the scripts that could printed out, the rundowns, as we call them, to look at when I'm coming up and so on and how to read time and get cues because we we wear something called an IFB, which I forget what it stands for, but something that where the directors and the producers can talk in our ear and they tell us how much time you have left. Okay. So you're practicing that in college because the first time that happens, you, it, it's tough to think when yeah. people are talking to you at the same time and trying to figure out what to say and how much time you have left. So all that was super helpful. And so for you, when you, and when you got to Maine then, after you know if doing internships or whatever and then doing the uh, student news thing pretty i don't want to say make it seem like you're overly confident but you had some level of confidence and uh, the nerves weren't as high as they were if you didn't do the uh, news uh, student news thing i think so i was definitely still nervous at first uh for the first i wouldn't say the first couple shows just that it was it was for a little while where i settled in but I definitely was more confident from that uh, heading in than I would have been otherwise. And you actually mentioned internships. I did uh, one internship for two summers before I graduated from Linden. They were actually both at Channel 6. Oh. Uh, the morning meteorologist there, Chelsea Priest. We had uh, like a family friend and connection or something helped me get that. And she's great. Taught me a lot about everything I needed to know about, you know, an actual Providence TV station. So can't give enough thanks to her for helping me get where I am. Can't, but you you had another calling that was to NBC 10 News. Um, I know. You, now we're competition. Yeah, competitors. She yeah. Worked, <laughs> you, that's you how it goes, though. You can't be too friendly because you got you got to come out on top at least <laughs> once. Um, for you, that's true. Um, working in Maine, obviously known for their <laughs> snow and cold weather. Um, and obviously, I was gonna I was gonna ask you know how that was like, but you like the snow, snowmobiling, so it, it's a different. Thing. But for you, when you're reporting the, um, the weather for an area like that, where the, during that time, it's a lot of snow and maybe the same weather, how do you go about that and not try to be as, you know, if, if you don't, you want to be exciting, but how do you make it exciting, even if it's not different? That's true. You got to like lift people's spirits. So especially up in Presque Isle, Maine, the average low temperature in the heart of winter is zero degrees every morning. And like the average high is 19. So it was frequently lower than that. Like we had plenty of days where it'd be like 10, 20 degrees below zero outside. Like, so it's tough to bring um, energy, but one thing that was helpful to me, um, just especially coming out of college too, I had a show called rise and shine there. So the first half hour of our entire morning newscast was a weather themed show. So I got to do forecasts, uh, the Roostick County, which is, was my market was, it's basically larger than Rhode Island and Connecticut combined. So it was a big area. So I split it up. I did forecasts for each of those individual areas and I was able to do national weather packages and other stories. So just to help break it up, I would say things like that. Aside from it, you just got to be happy every day. And at the end of the day, when it is sunny out, even if it's 20 degrees, yeah. it kind of felt nice. Up there. 
it was was that hard for you? I mean, obviously you went to school in Vermont, so it's different, and you know you experienced some cold weather in Rhode Island growing up. Um, but for you, was that hard? You know, trying to you know be jazzed up and excited, you know, even if yeah. the weather wasn't changed. It was definitely difficult at times, especially uh, the first couple winters that I had to go through up there. They're they're long. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of snow, like 150 inches or so. Most <laughs> of the winters I was there, that's a lot. We average yeah. like 30 something here. Providence. So think about that. <laughs> they get a lot awesome. of snow, but um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Free. And then afterward, um, um, well then obviously, then obviously starting um, out during there, um, you, learning stuff, learning about yourself, how to do the job, whatnot. And as we mentioned, when we, before we got going here, we talked about, you know, trying your best to present, you know, what you think is going to be the, the, what happens, the results. Now, yeah. most people, uh, that people like to complain a lot of times. It doesn't even have okay. to be about the field and be about anything else. And that's been pretty present over the last handful of years. But for you starting out, how, do you, how did you deal with, I don't want to say criticism, but almost in a sense where people may call you out for trying your best, but it, it may not be exactly what you predicted. Yeah, uh, we get some of that, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, um, people are just like, oh, I thought I was going to do this, that. Sometimes they're like, they would comment on forecasts that had been like a long time ago yeah. and it's not accurate. Yeah. I mean, other times really, if I got it wrong and they comment about it or even on the air, I will just comment and be like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get this right. Yeah. You know, um, learn on it and get better for the next time, hopefully. So you can't just shy away from that type of stuff. Um, just do your best to acknowledge it and learn from it. So hitting if someone's really mean, yeah. then I might just ignore it. But aside from that, if it's constructive criticism, then I'm all ears and want to grow with that. Was it, was it something you learned early on from when you were doing the student station or is it something that you kind of learned as time went on that, you know, not, you know, put so much thought into that stuff? We got, the only criticism we got in college was constructive and it yeah. was from our professor helping us. It wasn't from viewers. When I got to Maine is really when it started. Most of, uh, just about everybody up there is very, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be in Walmart or whatever and people be like, oh, you're, so nice thank you so much for your forecast and others they'll just like rib you a little bit if it wasn't perfect <laughs> it's not um, too bad but but after abc uh, not abc6 well that internship but then up, up in maine then you came home back to rhode island to abc10 um this uh summer of 2019 what was that like for you to when you saw that that there was an opening here and then that whole process and finally getting it yeah so there was actually one stop in between Maine and Providence, but it was very short. I went to AccuWeather in State College, Pennsylvania. So in TV, you have contracts uh, and usually like you sign for a few years or something like that. And it's tough to leave, you know, in the middle of a contract without paying something. And so my contract in Maine was coming up in 2019 and I didn't have an opportunity to come back to Providence just yet, but I didn't want to sign on for more years up there. Yeah. So I had an opportunity um, in Pennsylvania at State at AccuWeather, and I went there. I worked on weather graphics behind the scenes, but that was a no contract job. So although I felt bad, <laughs> once the opportunity came up here in Providence, I applied for the position. I came down and met people at the station, spoke to the news director, and so on. Got to meet Mark Searles, who I work with most. You know, well things are crazy, <laughs> you know, around here right now. But we used to work in the same building quite yeah. a bit same office and whatnot this office this is in the weather office 
Uh, so yeah, it was. I just got to meet all of them, do some interviews, and I got the job. Was this the station you watched growing up, or were you watching other ones that are now competitors with you? No, I would say I definitely watched this one the most. I, you know, memory serves me right. I'm sure uh, whatever my parents were watching and stuff, I've watched others along the way as well. But I certainly um, remember Channel. Everyone watched it. The the station over the years, I I, I feel as though has had a lot of success in terms of the other stations and comparing them. I I think in terms of the quality that's produced on the channel. I mean, for you being a part of that and then um, joining into that fun part definitely is something I'm sure that you would enjoy and you know, it makes you feel good to be part of a group that, you know, definitely puts forth this much energy. Oh, sure. There's, everyone's dedicated here. There's, people here usually stay, uh, you know, the on-air talent. We have amazing people behind the scenes, our producers, directors, and everybody just make the whole craft really come to be and they don't get enough attention with that. But someone like, you know, Patrice had, I think she, what, like 42 years or something she just crossed. Like she's been here such a long time, very well respected. Everyone loves her. Stuff like that is this crazy pedigree to be around. I'm too new for this. <laughs> for you now, speaking of, you know, people like Patrice who've been here for a while, you, you, you get the chance to work with two other great, great people on television, RJ and um, uh, Mark. What's that like working with both of them? Yeah, so our schedules don't always overlap um, with RJ, I would say, but it's, it, they, they, I wouldn't say they come from different, like RJ has been forecasting for a very long time before yeah. like all the computers that we rely on. So he hand prints out all of his forecasts. He's drawing the fronts on the oh, map, wow. um, looking at all the data, like stuff that we learned in college, but then they show you the way to do it on the computer. Yeah. So it's really cool to just get his insight. And there's just things you miss, you know, sometimes on computer stuff. So Great. He's been super helpful, giving me information about how to go about things, read forecast maps, maybe have an up on what the temperature might be before other things catch up. And with Mark, too, he's so knowledgeable. He's worked in southern New England weather. He started in Vermont, too. So he kind of was like up in that area and then came back to Providence as well. So he's just been an amazing mentor and yeah. coworker. obviously. It's great. Usually you don't get to call someone that when you yeah. work with them, but I learned a lot from him just working with him, and I hope to continue to do so for a very long period of time. Well, I'm sure definitely even coming back home, it, it definitely and doing representing you know the state and you know doing your best to pre, uh, present the news. I mean the weather, I should say. Uh, but I'm sure he also provided sort of comfort in terms of you know making sure it was you know smooth and not as nerve wracking starting out, especially since you know you have that relationship coming him from coming from Vermont as well. Oh, yes. He was is very accommodating. In my first week here, I had like I did an on air show, which wasn't necessarily planned. And like my microphone died that made it onto YouTube. So, <laughs> you know, things don't always go right yeah. in TV, but he's there to just pick you up. Um, and I, I feel over the years or not, I don't say over the years, but since you've gone here and when I when I when I decide to tune into the news and watch yourself, um, I feel as though you you have there's i don't want to say i mean obviously improvement obviously from starting out but um moving on moving up the ladder in terms of screen being on television i feel as i've you've been on television a lot since you started which is you know great for you though how important is that and then as well as you know continuously you know getting better and you know being you know on it all the time yeah so i'm like on officially on weekends now 
doing the weather and stuff in the morning. And then three other days during the week, I'm either doing weather blogs or noon shows. Like I get the noon show coming up you know, that I'll be preparing for and so on. But, uh, you know, experience trumps everything. When I started here, though, I was like my title, digital weather producer and meteorologist. So we always trying to grow that brand, reach people who might not otherwise just tune into TV for no reason. So we'll do the Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff out there and get more people to watch us. And I write weather blogs basically daily. So those are, the, those are my initial tasks, but I was always filling in for other people and getting airtime that way. So now it's more consistent and it's certainly, you know, it was a nice vote of confidence. Yeah. For, for you, how much, for, for you and your field, how much of it is, you know, being hungry to want to move up in order to, you know, be in it and stay in this pet career path? Yeah, if you're complacent, you probably wouldn't advance any further. You have to show some, you know, learn some new things, be mess around with 3D or whatever. And yeah, you definitely need to <laughs> branch out a bit. Just watch. I'm curious how much, I mean, obviously, you know, you put a lot of time into, you know, the job and putting out the weather and when you would think it is. But I, I would hope that there's a lot more time put into that outside of being on camera than there is yeah. on camera um how much how much time does it usually take for you or you know any other weatherman if you could take a guess um in terms of putting out that prediction whether it's just for the day or for that week it's you know it's sometimes it's a lot harder than more <laughs> it depends on what the weather like today wasn't as difficult as in this long of a period of time because the weather is generally quiet um but we're on the air at 4 30 today i was here like 3 15 a.m <laughs> So in about an hour, I mean, and that's kind of kind of close. Some other shifts, like I'm here two hours before, and that's a comfortable amount of time usually to get ready. So I'd say one to two hours is what it takes to put together your fork, not just your forecast. I'll show you right here. My little paper, where okay. I write the forecast down. They uh, put the temperatures, weather condition, whatever, what I think it's going to be for 10 days. And uh, then I answer that into our graphics. So once you have the forecast, the rest of my time before the show is, making some graphics and then we're on the air for, for for you being a weatherman how do you assess you know october that's when it starts to get a little colder gets a little darker out or i don't say a little darker out gets darker at five o'clock and almost now how do, as a weatherman how do you assess how this is how it's staying warm out because it was 70 degrees the other day and in message boston and it's middle of october how do you how do you go about you know conceptualizing that it's difficult we look at we look at records we look at climate trends and things that are happening it's kind of we don't harp on i guess climate change enough maybe during yeah. the newscast but we, we see some trends that have definitely happened uh, whether it's 30 years 100 so on that show some potential for warmer weather later we didn't break any records like in the last week in terms of the warmth it was just uh, a mild to the average pattern, a ridge of high pressure, as we call it, building up over the eastern U.S. And uh, it stayed there for a long time. So that's why it was as warm and really as humid as it was, especially what was that Friday, Saturday type of thing. But um, that's really all it comes down to. It's just our patterns are changing. Sometimes you get this type of weather that can come for longer. And now today is a day that's below average. So yeah. <laughs> they, well, they flip flop. It, it's not as it's not as cold yet as I'm sure it is up in Maine or and Vermont. Oh, yeah. So it, it's it's not as I'll take it. I'm not a huge fan of anything below six fifty five degrees, but I'll oh, you're take gonna be this. In trouble tonight. 
well, I, I, that's what I don't like about Iran. I've been here my, all my life, but I am, I like the warm weather and the cold weather at dark at six o'clock is not my thing. But that's that's uh, well, can, once you go live somewhere else. Yes. And you see that it can be much colder. Oh, it yes. Can be much darker, especially up in Maine. The sun would set at like three forty five or something in the winter. Like, that's crazy. Well, my my grandfather was in the um, reserves up in Maine, Caribou, Maine, and he would. Yeah, me, yeah, that's he, right. He would tell me the stories about when he'd be up there and it'd get dark early, fast, and it'd be the whole day would be dark, and that's 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 not fun. Caribou is the town over from Presque Isle, and I was just up visiting there a week ago, so that's funny. Small world, I was I'm, right there. I'm sure it was. I'm sure they already had a lot of snow up there. No snow yet, actually. Not they yet? can wow. get snow in October, and wow. it can measure in inches, but uh, not yet. Well, before I let you get out and get on with your um busy schedule i want to do the segment that i always do in the show that i enjoy it's the one word mm-hmm. challenge for for ev- so for everyone out there who doesn't know what it is the one word challenge is when i uh, I, I put together i put together a list before the interview and i with things that have something to do with the person or the uh field uh, group that they're in and stuff like that and the guest has to do their best to say a word or a sentence or two that best comes to their mind when they think of that so are you ready anthony well, we'll find out, right? Yes, yeah, so already. Um, first one, RJ Heim. Ooh, uh, tenure. Uh, Mario Hilario. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, Mount St. Charles. Education. That's not great, but. <laughs> uh, Vermont. Foliage. Prescott, uh, Prescott Isle, Maine. No. Uh, meteorology. Interesting. NBC 10. Legacy. Anthony Macari. Modest. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Anthony, I, I can't begin <laughs> to express express it. So I'll just say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and week to spend some time with myself. I appreciate it a lot. And as I said earlier, you know, you're a, 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 we're big fans of you at home and mm. we enjoy seeing the news and your personality. So thank you for taking the time out to do this. And for those out there who are tuning in, and as I always like to joke about, there's tons and millions of people who tune each in each <laughs> week, like it's a Joe Rogan you podcast. Um, so, for, but for all those out there, um, do us a favor and subscribe on YouTube, follow on audio platforms, like comment, subscribe, share. That tells me that you enjoy what you're watching and tuning into each week and it helps grow the program. And I really appreciate that. If you want news and updates regarding to the podcast, follow on Instagram, Nolan Cart Night Show, and on Twitter, Nolan Cart Night. I mean, Nolan Cart Night. Um, Anthony, is there anything that you want to plug out there? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can just look me up, Anthony Macari. It's just my name. Make it easy. Maybe an underscore in there, okay. but that's about it. <laughs> um, in the words, well, with that being said, in the words of Johnny Carson, I bid you a heartfelt good night till we see each other again. <laughs>